Welcome to Adventures in Airbnb Superhosting with Regina, the artist, and Jay, the IT guy. Join us as we navigate our Airbnb business in the beautiful state of Colorado. We are Airbnb ambassadors and Superhost entrepreneurs longing to travel the world and create beautiful, safe, and sacred spaces for our guests. Our passion and expertise for cultivating unique and unforgettable guest experiences consistently results in raving five-star reviews. We'll provide comprehensive guidance for all the necessary nuts and bolts of this business so you can have the same success. We're pulling back the curtain and giving a behind-the-scenes look at all our rewarding triumphs and unexpected missteps. While there is no perfect formula, you'll learn from our experiences as well as our tips, resources, and tutorials to help guide you on your path to hosting and creating beautiful spaces. So come on in. Here we go. So I have two follow-up questions for you. One is a more like sub question. And then the second is kind of a more segue into my second overall question. Um, the first question is how... So when you're thinking about long-term um, rentals and the work that it takes, which is essentially, you know, screening tenants, signing a lease, and then checking on them every once in a while and fulfilling maintenance requests, times two or three or five if you're renting by the room versus a single family, mm -hmm. um, which I've heard good things about renting by the room. I've heard it's the best way to do long-term rentals if you're going to do long-term. Mm -hmm. So what is that? in comparison to how much work you're putting in for Airbnb, like kind of getting in the nitty gritty, like you're answering customer requests, you're booking, you're, or like letting your cleaners know when they need to be there. Um, and then the, my second question, which is a segue into like, how does this all fit into your financial freedom is like, would you mind sharing with me, with us, the audience, who, like how much you're making net across all of your properties right now per month? let's see well okay so the first question is are you so let me long, ask long a clarifying versus... question do you are you talking about long-term renting by the room is that what you're saying asking about yeah i mean you could take it either way like a single like one singular family living in your home or like three different individuals who don't know each other as roommates i personally will never I'm not interested in any way, shape, or form doing long-term rentals. I long-term for us is a month or six weeks. That's long. That would be long. -term. And there's going to be a lot of interviewing and meeting in person, and like, yeah, it's not going to just happen. Because what if people are moving in? There's wear and tear. They're not just here to like hang out and like go see the sites. Like the people who are staying in our home right now, I can see it. I can see our house from outside our window. They are not here during the day. They came out to visit. So they like come and like sleep and like watch a Netflix show at night. And then they get up and they go visit their family and they drive around and they go see the sites. Like almost no wear and tear on our home. So not only are we making more money, we have way less wear and tear. As soon as people move in, we've got problems. They start taping things on the wall. They start using things up. It's just, it's just the name of the they, game. They make all their meals there. They're in the bathroom more times during the day. Like it's just, it's more wear and tear. And we don't have the like ability to like get in and see what's happening to the house. You know, like with short-term rentals, we're in there every week and a half. 
at least and we're turning it over and we're cleaning it up and we're putting it all right back. So for me, like my space is so important to me. I'm not in this for like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, like you're not, you need to take your heart out of it, you know, cause this is real estate. And I'm like, A, don't talk to me about my heart. B, I can run my business any way that I want to. C, like I can make a shit ton of money and have my heart totally in it. So please. This is not for me, like, this is not about like growing my real estate portfolio. We are growing our real estate portfolio, but that is not like my, that's not what I talk about doing. What I talk about doing is making beautiful, safe, sacred spaces for people. And we're making money doing that, but I, I don't want my places getting used up because this is not like a a transaction for me, like a monetary transaction. I'm not like looking at like, well, how much money? Like, well, I'm going to save $50 on the toilet seat and not do a soft close. I'm like, we're doing soft close on everything, which is why I'm like, I don't know if we're actually making any money, like for the first couple of years. Cause I'm like, ah, and Jay's like, okay, we need to stop. Like we need to have a, a budget like limit on how many things we buy for the people that are coming to stay. <laughs> because Regina has so much hospitality. It was like, oh, they would love this too. And they would love this. And, and so I was like, how about 1% of, of the money we make or $40 per day? And that didn't really work. But what did work is that like, I found my I found my routine. I found like what people really loved, what they appreciated, what they commented on, what they used, what they didn't use. And so that is where I found like, okay, here are the things we do every time. We always do a bottle of wine. We always do chocolate. We always do a bag of chips. We always have olive oil. We always have butter. We always have coffee. We always have creamer. Right. Like the rest of, there's always like popcorn and like all these other things, but like end of the day, like there's always enough toilet paper, right? The and, basics. And I think in doing that, there is a, a quite a bit of like wanting to play house. Who's like setting up a house, just like being in a house and like putting it together. So and I like putting it all back together I and was... I do need first responders you know, because like it is like it is when people have been there for a little while, I have like high anxiety about going back into the house to be like, what got messed up? And so I do have them like, <laughs> why did they move the spatula? Who who thought that the spatula should go over here? Like, can't they tell that these like antique vintage dishes like go together? Like these don't go over here. So, but that's the energy that it takes for me to like put make, everything back make a beautiful space in place like right away is this like That's, memory of where everything goes and how things should be and does does that resonate with you at all is Allie? any of this like helpful <laughs> to set that up and then like sit back or are you like more hands-on that way oh i try but yeah. it is helpful and you're so right like that logic of because people, when they talk about Airbnb, they because I've done a ton of research on it, they do talk about the wear and tear from Airbnb. But when you compare it to long-term rentals, like I think about the apartment we're living in right now, like 
there are holes in the walls because I messed up putting up a shelf. Like I'm going to fix this, the holes before we leave, but like, I wouldn't be putting holes in the walls in the Airbnb at all to begin with. People are as conscientious as you. Like often I'm hearing people, I had to paint the whole thing. I had to redo all the flooring. We had like, it's a renovation almost every time. Every time a tenant moves out, right? We hear like the whole thing has to get gutted. Now we have had, right? Like we've had shit happen. Like, you know, like during the fires, we had a guy like, and we can tell all the stories, you know, of like, well, you know, some guy who knows what way they were doing, but like dumped like an entire bottle of wine on the bed, it like soaked the sheets, soaked the, you know, luckily we had a waterproof, you know, mattress cover, otherwise it would have soaked through the whole mattress. Um, there was wine splattered all over the walls. Like, I don't know what was happening. You know, there's shit like that that happens, but it's not like they lived there. It was like, that was a matter of four days. Can you imagine if they had lived there? Like, you know, and we, we had people who who moved out who were here during the fires and they were a disaster. Like, you know, we definitely had to message them and be like, hey, I smell marijuana. You cannot smoke in the house. You can't smoke on the premises. We will like, we will terminate your rental immediately. Like, and knowing that I'm like, oh my God, they just lost their house. Like they're, everybody has like ways of coping, but like, you can't cope in our home that way. And the house was a mess. It was so filthy when they left. And it took three of us all day to clean. And then it was fine, right? Like we weren't ripping out flooring. And they paid 6,500, something like that. Yeah. And I even like, yeah, I mean, I think he had a debt. He was like gonna be being like, $1,500 a month. And I was like, uh, I'm going to just lower this for you because you're not even thinking straight. And by the time you like 15,000, right. That it was like, and he was just like, yep, just extend it. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're at some point that you're the deer in the headlights is going to like come off and you're going to look back and be like, I paid how much? Like, and then, yeah, in hindsight, I wish we charged them that much. Yeah, I kind of do now. <laughs> so there, but there's whatever. all those sorts of things too. Yeah, yeah, there's so, it's such a conversation every single day, which again, brings me back to like, this is why I want to do a podcast because there is no, like, we have got this figured out. It's a, it's a conversation every day. Like, well, that's a new one. Okay. Like we are renting a house from somebody the evaporative cooler's not working. It's 85 degrees in the house. He doesn't want to put anything into the house. What do we do? And and to figure, yeah, figure those things out. And there are things to do, right? Like we're going to figure it out, but like it is a conversation. So the yeah. other thing that I heard you say was talk about financial freedom, which yes, that was a huge thing for me. Um, and uh, yeah, in transparency, I had, so we're both entrepreneurs, right? We both run our own businesses. I do IT. Regina's done fine art photography, coaching, all, all sorts of things. And 2018 was just a really hard, bad, it was just a really slow year, bad year. Didn't make much money. 
in my business. And I was a slow decline out of wedding photographer. I never like, just like pulled the plug. I just wasn't like, I'm not doing that anymore. I was just like, I just kind of like trickled out and which was just kind of like depressing and sad and I had a hard time letting it go. And, you know, it was like really struggling with depression and with PTSD and like we'd lost like a couple of pregnancies. And so I was just like really struggling and then like, not sure what I want to do with my life and was focused on my botanical art and, um, you know, and so we were like scraping it. We weren't even like scraping it. We were like underwater, like we're, underwater. we're slowly sinking. Mm-hmm. And I remember that around Christmas time, just being like, wow, one more bad year like that um, would be real, real bad. And like, I don't even know if we can keep this home that we have. Right. We might need to file for bankruptcy. We might lose the house. We might like need to do something. Yeah. We're just like, we're not making our bills each month. We're going slowly into debt, like more and more each month. And so that was one of the like, well, let's just try it and let's just see what happens. And was this like whole like fingernails gripped onto the side of a rocket ship, like taking off as suddenly not only did, did our house start doing well in Airbnb, but I my IT business did three times as much as it's ever done in a single year. It was a totally unsustainable like workload and lifestyle, moving in and out of an Airbnb, bouncing through basements, like working. And I'm, he was super doing, he was doing, did like how many staffed, like three, five was, crucible? I think it was like three, but it was a lot. I so and I was running groups like there was it was a lot in 2019. It was like this is totally not sustainable, and uh, huge growth pushed through it. Like that was one of the hardest times ever to do anything until 2020. COVID hits and we're trying to buy a second house. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a new, this is a new level of the hardest thing that I've ever done <laughs> to hold all this together. And, and then we bought that house, and then we started converting the garage because that house was booked all the time um, on Airbnb also. So we were again living in my mother's basement, owning two homes or like owning a home, renting a home and leasing it out. Or we were leasing the home and Airbnb being it. So I was going to say, that's like a pseudo arbitrage. That's Mm -hmm. another thing we did. We did a rent to own. And with the uh, you know, the, we knew the landlord, he was our next door neighbor. And we're like, this is what we're doing. It's Airbnb. Your house is going to be in amazing shape. It's a shit show now. And he was like, okay, cool. And we're like, you know, for, for like earnest money to buy your house, would you allow us to paint it, redo all the electrical fixtures and, uh, and fix this plumbing? And he was like, okay. Um, you know, so it was like always finding these things, right? We're like, this has to work for the other person. And we're doing hard work and we're like shoehorning, like, you know, <laughs> scraping, slithering into owning these properties. Um, like it's, and, and so get, a big part of it for me was getting creative. And so uh, this might be more about me, right? Like definitely if, if this doesn't resonate for you, but when I heard you say like, well, obviously we have to buy a townhome first. I was like, mm, do you? <laughs> Like this, this is the path that makes this, the path makes sense. And Airbnb is a disruptor. There are new paths. There are new things that can be done and there is absolutely risk associated with them. And 
yeah, we're making two, three, four times our mortgage in doing that. And so I have way more energy when someone like calls me up to do some IT thing. And a lot of it's janitorial. I like the variety so I can jump in and still do my IT business and we can do it from anywhere. I got three new IT clients as we were traveling in Europe for a month. And, and we had Airbnbs. Going. You have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're, if I'm wrong, correct me if you're wrong. <laughs> if um, I feel like you have a lot more energy when somebody next door or like in one of the houses is like, hey, the air conditioning isn't working or like, hey, there's something wrong with the Wi-Fi. You suddenly have a lot more energy for that than when I'm like, hey, I don't like the color of this. Or, you know, whatever, like whatever my issue is, Big, like nebulous, you're, you're large, getting, unsolvable. No, well, even if I'm the wrong color is not unsolvable, but anyways, um, you have a lot of energy because he's a firefighter by more, nature, more right? Like, so when somebody, it's somebody else's issue and they're paying for it, right? So they're paying I'll go do that. $400 a night to stay in a house and the TV's not working. Jay's like, yeah, I'll go fix that. Sure. Let me walk in here. Let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. Right. So that that is like, okay, where are the places that I, that this works for me, not knowing what's going to happen every day. It turns out that's just as really helpful for me um, in the way that I work, like the variety of learning something new, um, dreaming something up. Like, yeah. So those are the things that and I, I, you know, I can do a lot of this work. I've noticed as we go through more and more houses, I'm doing less and less work and they turn out better and better. <laughs> like there, there's no, that's not coincidence. Like all of those things line up, but it was all that leveraging, right? All of that hard work to get us into a position where we could do that more and more. So I, that was one of the other things that I was saying, like, where I, I was wondering was the, here, here's the way that most people have gone. You're interested in making beautiful spaces, arbitrage, could totally make sense that as I remember talking about the like got to get over that tens of thousands of dollars hump to be able to buy something there there's another thing that you can do and so and if you're if you're if you're you're looking at like a small apartment you can Facebook marketplace the shit out of that right like I mean you you know exactly how to furnish on the cheap on the cheap and, and, and to make it pretty, happen. like we don't have expensive things. So when people were like, oh, you could never let people Airbnb your house. I started looking around and I'm like, what would really like break the bank or like absolutely break my heart if it got stolen or if it got broken? And I was like. Not all that much. Not, so not I, that much. My, my mind just goes to like. So you can make things beautiful for not very, very expensive. If there are two places to live, like there's a downstairs with a separate entry. But you could you could rent you. She could like buy a townhome with an HOA mm -hmm. and just own it. Right. And so now she's got her own home and you could lease somebody else's house. And, and on a modest and Airbnb it. on a modest income. Totally. Maybe that could happen. I'm thinking like bigger, get a big house, rent it, live in the basement or or furnish out the basement and airbnb that while you live in the in the and get more furniture to to fill the big part of the house and then rent that and move into the basement but also like yeah but it also might feel 
more accessible to like have their own small space and then to like do an arbitrage and like have another small space separate and close by. Yeah. I mean, you're totally jumping deep into my thought pit right there. Like all of the things and all of the options I've been considering for almost a year, because when I started teaching, I was like, this is not sustainable. I need to figure this out. What is financial freedom? Let me like jump in this journey right damn now. So, I mean, I've been thinking about this for a year and I mean, our combined income, Shane is an artist and I am a teacher. So we are collectively the starving artist and teacher. It's a great combination for as far as monthly income comes, goes for now. I don't plan to stay in teaching forever, but like, as far as what our lender can approve us for, I mean, we could potentially start looking at homes and I would love that. I would love to live in a home that didn't share walls with people. And for a lot of reasons, that's better for us. It's better for marketing, like getting people to want to stay there. And I mean, if I did do rental arbitrage, the really intimidating thing when I was researching it back in the fall was finding someone to let me do that. Like Mm -hmm. as someone with no experience, who's just done a shit ton of research and who's really passionate about it. Like, I mean, obviously I have faith in myself that I could find somebody, but in the middle of teaching full-time, I'm exhausted. Like at that point in my life, it did not feel sustainable or achievable to go out and try that. And I'm headed into my second year, hopefully not quite as stressful. And that does feel a little bit more attainable. And you're so right. Like I would probably prefer to have our own separate space because I mean, it's your space. Like, it's so nice. I mean, I'm sure Regina can relate. Like it's only one other person you have to worry about who's going to move your shit. Not a bunch of people. Like it's nice to have your own space, but rent like arbitraging stuff on the outside. Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. I I was thinking you would have your own space, like on the lower level. Right. Make that work in the upstairs that, but it is so wise to know how much energy do I have? Do I want to do like, so I think people look at us from the outside. They're like, they're killing it on Airbnb. They have, they own three homes. They're like, but, but I do want to point out that that sense of like going and signing on the dotted line for $3,500 a month. Like it's, so I was using the word terrifying. I was encouraged in coaching and the work I do. Like, what if you use the word thrilling? what if you change this whole journey away from like, oh my God, like everything's going to fall apart. I need to hold it all together too. What a thrilling, what a thrilling time. Great things are happening right now. Be present with that. It's just thrilling is what it is. I'm like uncomfortably excited and go to fear by default. So I I would just point that out as like your own process. But when you were standing on that threshold of, of like jumping in and doing this, I, my, my story is this is why most people don't do it is because it is so thrilling. And I, I also think there's a level of overthinking, over-researching, um, staying in the head about it. Jay's, what are you Enneagram wise? I'm a one. Okay. And I'm high warrior in the shadow work world. Okay. Which is is hard because I want to do all the things, but I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. And those don't always mix together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I would see that that's like a, that can be a like, 
a lot of friction, a lot of sparks. Well, and a lot of like, like, uh, like paralysis. Mm. Well, I want to do this thing, but also, is it the right thing to do? Um, I don't want to do the things. I just wonder if it's right. And I think Regina just wants to do them and doesn't really wonder mm. that much. Yeah. So between the two of us, we have I'm a pretty healthy. Low, low risk aversion. So I'm like, let's do it. And low, then we'll just like figure it out. Low harm avoidance. Low harm avoidance. Yeah. Super so helpful for me. I, my like, um, just to address your final thing, um, or that la not final, but like your last question was, I don't have like our numbers right in front of me to say like what our net everything is. So but this is one of the things about Airbnb is it is this new gray area. Is, is it rental income? Yes. Is it steady rental income? Well, it depends on where you are. Like if you're next to Disney World and it's a pandemic, no, it's not that steady. If you're in Lafayette, like away from all the all the people from the big cities wanted to come here. So it was it was totally pandemic proof. Hey, people wanted to they could work from home. Their kids were like, you know, working from home. So they wanted to be in, in houses in the suburbs in Colorado in the summer. So people in the big cities who had a lot of money booked our houses. No big thing come out and drop it. So I so yeah. So does that answer your question in terms of like the overall so 90k net for the two of you, like your collective household income for last year. Yeah. About 186 gross, and some of that is reverse engineering. Okay, so how much can we get a loan for? As a first-time home buyer, the, the cap in this area is 750000 at 5% down, and then what's the monthly payment on that? So if we reverse engineer that, um, okay, we are not going to write off everything we can write off legally. We're actually going to show more income so that when the bank looks at our income statement, they're like, yep, you can get a $750,000 mortgage. And you're showing this much in rental income for that property. So that that's how we bought the third. Jay bought his second home is that our first home became an income property. Okay. So it kind offset the mortgage. So basically like it just offset the mortgage. So we didn't it, have to like make a bunch of money. I, I totally remember before we bought our first house, like this, I work in, in IT and do a lot of numbers. And I was just like, okay, capital down payment, kind of, yeah. But one, once you're into it, it starts to make sense. And there are way higher levels than what we're doing. They, so the sure. a better, like an easier way of saying it is they were like, we don't have to show enough income to be able to afford two mortgages. We only have to show income to afford one mortgage because we're already earning income, like we're earning, we're renting the other house. We're, so we're we can show income to cover income so that. So they're like, oh, you don't and have to. I think I'm chatting with you. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm a visual and an auditory person. So it's hard for me without like seeing numbers on a whiteboard. Yeah. Um, so like if you, what does financial freedom look like for you? And do you have it? Like for me, financial freedom is like, I think I, I think we could live pretty modestly off of five grand a month. If I can make five grand a month in passive income after having property managers, so it's truly passive income. I never have to touch long-term rentals, Airbnbs, whatever is like being made off of my real estate portfolio. 
that for me is financial freedom. I don't have to look at it. The money's coming in. I can quit my job and go choose something that's much more sustainable. I could read books all day. Like that's the life. And so yeah. that's like my personal definition. I'm sure yeah. probably 10 years from now, I might be like, no, I actually need 10K a month. But like me right yeah. now, 23 year old, like 5K a month feels modest. To really? me. Yeah. Well, and you, that might, I mean, honestly, like given that, that might look like long-term rental for you. That might look like having a few different, you know, maybe like owning an apartment complex or owning like several different, like, you know, smaller homes or whatever, long-term renting them, having a property management company who deals with all the problems and all the issues. And like once in a while you get called to like make some, you know, bigger decisions or whatever, but it, that is hands-off. Airbnb is not hands-off. And we even have, like, we had someone who she's gotten a full-time job, but she was like our assistant. So she was helping with the turnovers and she, she's still doing the cleaning, you know, schedule. So you can have, it just, yeah, she's amazing. And you, there's a, a way to do it lower maintenance, right? Like there's definitely people who put like not very much energy into it. And it's just like a super basic setup. And so there is no like going in and like setting up the chocolate and making sure that the toilet paper rolls are just so like, there's like, we stayed in a place in Winter Park, probably place that you did too. Like the, the, their cleaner is a co-host and so she sees when people are checking in and checking out and she just goes in and cleans it. And the, the dude was like on some, he was in like New Zealand or something with his girlfriend. Right. Like, and it's a, it's, a, it's just like in a, an apartment complex and it's all dialed in, right? Like you just got like the automatic, like check-in details. It's small enough that there was like it wasn't very confusing. I left my pillow. They offered to like ship it back to me. I may, never managed to like even get her my address. So it's still probably up there. We'll have to go back and get that pillow. So I, I appreciate you saying that like, what is this end vision? Um, What's financial freedom for us? And the end vision is financial freedom. And this is what it looks like. Um, what is it? For, for uh, this is what I'm hearing Ali say is like, mm-hmm. 5,000 and it, it really is passive like I'm not I'm not diving into it I'm not staying on top of it I don't have to do those things and I you want to read books all day yeah or what or whatever you want to do but you have that option right it's, it's just the option to be honest with you and also yeah. I have heard of some short-term rental uh property management companies totally but that requires giving up the I'm not doing that anymore so what is your number and like, what is your vision? Like, do you hope to someday like step out, like make it a sustaining system without you? Like, do you want to go travel a whole bunch? Do you want to like garden? Do you want to open an animal sanctuary? Like, what do you want to do with your life? Ow. Um, I think it might be different for both of us. You want to speak to it? Yeah, you've for, got two minutes to talk about financial okay. freedom. Mark, <laughs> um, yeah, fi- financial freedom. So this is an interesting path or journey that I've been on, where I was doing IT work for people who owned big businesses and were doing big deals, and they're eight-digit guys. 
you know, every one or two years, the ship comes in, they do real estate development and just huge numbers come in. And in having that place where I am like doing work for them, but I, you know, I'm doing the IT. So I know the dirty laundry. I know the hard thing. I know what their life looks like. Um, there's a lot of wisdom in what you said to like 5,000 a month, somewhere into like $80,000 a year, you get the most quality of life for the most money, right? You, and you see that chart and you go over that hill and you go down and you just do. Now, people find other things within them that help drive them to do those hard things to make more money. Uh, but I don't, I, I have noticed I don't have it's that. It's usually drive. children. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people like children get in the way. Like I have children, but they're getting in the way of me having the life that I want. Like mm -hmm. the people who are driven to the like eight, seven, eight digit, like I'm really going hard mm -hmm. and, and you got to have natural talent to do it one, but you gotta, you gotta give a lot. And so I have seen that landscape and I'm like, I will not, I, I don't get a lot out of doing work, working hard, defining myself by my job and my status and, you know, name on the billboard. Um, so for me, it is being able to travel a few times a year for four or six or eight weeks. And yeah, we do have to keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on. Um, but I, th this just, I just came back from Africa doing uh, crucible retreats in Kenya and in Rwanda. And uh, there was this part of like, we've been pushing so hard for the last three years to do this. Um, like I've, you know, harder than I've ever worked and more than I've ever pushed. When I came back from that trip, there was a big, like the pendulum started swinging back the other way. One, it's a lot of energy, emotional and spiritual and physical energy to pull those things off in that amount of time. But two, I was like, that is the dream. That is living the dream. Like I, I was still stressful. I still had stress where I had to like jump on with clients at nine or 10 o'clock at night and I'm working on their computers and I had to get up and do more things. And so that was part of it. It wasn't the like perfect thing, but I'm like the perfect thing I think comes, the perfect thing comes when you're retired and then nobody wants it for that long that I know of. This is all anecdotal my experience. People who like want to read, read books on the beach are like within six months, they're like, oh my God, like, oh. So there's like meaning along the way and doing things in there and finding that the harder things are like the more reward I stretch and, and get out of it. So financial freedom for me looks like I don't have to sit in a chair and look at a screen for six or eight hours every single day and be grinding on things that I'm not naturally talented at. I get to do things that interest me and things that stretch me and things that I grow and things that I want to go after on my own and trying to turn them into businesses. And you get to be doing that from, you know, like a van parked in front of a watering waterfall next to a lake, or I'm doing a business from a business call from Vienna, or I'm talking to a new client in Croatia, or like, these are the sorts of like, that is the financial freedom for me. It's like, there is freedom in it. And so we had someone who was willing to stay here. And so as you talk about that, like, here's what I want to get to, there's absolutely building time. It, it took me 15 years of running my own business to have that big year, to have the numbers, to buy a second house. It takes time to build some of these things. And 
you know, to start is like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be the management person. Someone's going to pay me $30 an hour. And it's like, there is some point where that makes sense. And, and you wisely sense, I am not ready to sign on the dotted line because I'm, I might hate this and this may not be for me. Like honor that, follow that. And I guess the last thing I would say about this was following the energy of like Regina said, her business, um, you know, like seeing Boromir taking arrows and like screaming out loud and like slowly falling down is just like this heartbreaking. And he like, I'm there and I'm doing the right thing. And Regina's just like, I don't have the energy. It was just this like, I'm watching this, this scene is just like enthralling. Like, oh my gosh. Is that, am I Boromir, Boromir in this? How did you know I was going to know that reference so well? Like, <laughs> that was a shot in the dark, but I know. I have a Lord of the Rings tattoo, family tattoo that my mom has on my the back of my arm right now. I oh. so know what you're talking about. Like you know that energy of like this is a hero going down. Yeah. Right? Like nobly standing there and is just taking arrows and is just going down. And and Regina and I had been in this place before that, and Regina had carried me for years. Like I, I was getting out of my business and the way that I was doing it, and then got into a subcontracting, and then like I'm figuring it out. And so as that's going down, I woke up one morning after we talked about Airbnb at like seven in the morning. And Regina is 10 times more likely to still be awake at seven than to wake herself up at seven after having slept. And I looked over and she's like sitting up in bed and she's like looking at her phone. She's like, okay, what do you think about this furniture for our Airbnb? And I was like, oh my God, there it is. This is cold fusion. <laughs> Like we have hit the energy source for which there is like no limit where Regina will literally not be able to fall asleep. She's so excited about doing this work. <laughs> so in following that energy, like, okay, how, let, how do we harness this, right? How do we hook this up? How do we make this work? And, and it is not the like totally passive someday, right? We'll own multiple houses. And if, you know, we don't die in the zombie apocalypse, this will be great. But for <laughs> me, it is this like, let's be, present and enjoy what we're doing now because it's so much better to like I, the view i had right going back to like seeing people who are like trading all of their life force and love and energy and time and childhood to do this now and then seeing people who work a job they hate and get to retirement as quickly as they can to go sit on a beach anecdotally have seen that and then they're like oh this sucks so they're like this is so boring find find a group find you know it's hard work it's hard hard work and it's